a madwoman had begun screaming at them, FOOLS! THEY'LL KILL YOU FOOLS! What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. We are currently reading Clash of Kings. I am one of your co-hosts, Nate. Joining me, as always, is my jerk-off of a brother, Zach. Ayo. Hey, mate. Hey. How you doing? shit. How you doing? All right. You doing good? I'm just... You've been a son of a bitch today to me. Oh. Yeah, come at me, bro. Didn't expect that on air all of a sudden. If I'm a jack-off, I probably shouldn't I said be jerk coming. Off. No, jerk-off. Yeah. I shouldn't be coming at you, bro. That's true. Makes so, sense. Watch your words, boy damn it. Damn it. Anyway, weird stuff aside, we tend to read, sort of read, Game of Thrones here. Some Song of, of Ice us, and Fire. Some of us do. God damn it. I'm going to get you every time. Fuck. Uh, we're reading Clash of Kings. We are full spoilers, so if you have not joined us before, Fuck. this is your warning. We will ruin everything. Fagon is a thing. The baby that you think died didn't die. He's alive. Uh, that is vaguely Yeah, spoiler, it was extremely vague. So, you get the point. Yeah, Rhaegar Targaryen's son that was mashed into mush. Nope. Dashed. Whatever. Gregor was a dick. Mm-mm. If you've joined us before, thank you for coming back. We appreciate it. We are going to be reading Aria 2 this episode. Dun, dun, Last episode, dun. we read Bran 1, and it was a fucking banger of an episode. Yeah, we got a lot of the mysticism of the North, the green seeing, the green sight, the children of the forest, the typical stuff with Bran, but it's really ramping up here in the second book a lot, and it was a really good opening chapter for Bran. Yeah, it was a Last lot of fun. Last we had left Arya, Arya had made it out of King's Landing after the death of her father, thanks to Yorin. Yep, we got the recap that she was not being attacked by Yorin, but having her hair cut off. Changed she, into a boy, essentially. Yeah, she became so, Aerie the orphan boy and traveled north under the guise of joining the Night's Watch, and the plan was to drop her ass at Winterfell. She was getting north. hassled by some of the boys, then she showed them who the fuck was boss, but she got punished for it. We open with them still on their journey north. And in the last few days, the King's Road has become more and more crowded with people heading south to King's Yeah, they were, they were pushing hard. They traveled dusk to dawn, dawn to dusk, past orchards and holdfasts, and at night they would camp by the light of the Red Sword, as Gendry had called it, we learned, we learned in Arya's other chapter. She could glimpse other firelights of other travelers all around them, and seemingly more camps every night popped up as traffic on the King's Road was increasing daily. So people are fleeing the devastation, as we know from the last book, that yeah. Tywin has set Gregor Clegane loose. Which she's unaware of. At on point. the Riverlands to burn them from the God's Eye to the Red Fork. And that's that's what we're getting here. People are fleeing this destruction. Yeah. Of- Whereas Arya's confused. She doesn't, she's like, why are they heading south? Why are they going to fucking King's Landing? Yeah, why is no one else heading north like us to get away from this shithole? Because she thinks the true Cat, catastrophe. I don't know why I had so much catastrophe. Fucking, wow. Um, is in King's Landing. That's where the real carnage is occurring. Which she is very perceptive yeah, of a child, yeah. you know, to realize that, like, the true horror is what's occurring there. And you should be fleeing that. But not running. I also wanted to point out that I feel that's starting to show how hardwired into her 
the hatred for the King's city Landing is. is. Yeah, and King's Landing so. equals evil. And she notes also that most of the travelers are armed, albeit poorly, but still they are weary. And she thinks back to Sirio's teaching, look with your eyes, listen with your ears. And she's kind of starting to realize that, yeah, people are fleeing and no one's trusting of anyone anymore. You know, they're a much larger group than most of the others are traveling in, so nobody's kind of giving them any issues or problems. One day, a mad woman had begun screaming at them, fools, they'll kill you, fools. So I just wanted to bring mention that it's Arya calling her a mad woman. Mm. Is she mad at all? Mm. Maybe she's just like, fuck, what are you people doing? I mean, like, when I read Mad Woman and then read what she was like, it seemed to me like someone who was devastated by the war. Someone she loved was killed, and yeah. so she's just mad with grief. Like, she's a Catelyn-type character. Yeah, because I just saw it more as, like, a warning to them. Like, you, Where, why are you going from north? From somebody yeah. who's distraught from that kind of devastation. Yeah, her home being wrecked and burned. And the next day, a man <clears throat> excuse me, had offered to buy your all of Yorin's wagons, but Yorin just turned and spat. Yeah. Yeah, and at like a quarter of the price, yeah. too. And it's uh, moving forward, Arya had noticed the first grave that very same day, a small mound dug that could be no bigger for a ch- than for a child. And later on, they saw a whole row fresh dug. After that, hardly a day passed without seeing another one. So, yeah, now they're beginning to see the darker side of the war, where... People are being buried literally on the roadside. They're yeah, because they're dying so Yeah, because they're dying so much, so frequently. Yeah, and so it's that. Then there's the night because, you know, she wakes up in the middle of the night just afraid. For no reason she could name. And it's quiet, and it's just a haunting time for her. She's doesn't she can't put her finger on it but something's off yeah above her the red sword shared the sky with half a thousand stars the world felt oddly quiet as if it were holding its breath and the silence made her shiver i like that she's now referring to the comet as the title that gendry the red sword gave it yeah so my thinking was is george being a little fucky with time here cuz what if this is the night that Danny's dragons were born? And that's why she wakes up afraid for a reason she can't quite name. Yeah, I was wondering if there was under more to a it. Star, a sky with half a thousand stars, which is how Danny and Drogo's yeah, night yeah. is described, with the red sword hanging overhead. The world fell oddly quiet as if it were holding its breath. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, what if this is the night the dragons came into being and she was just kind of feeling it? Yeah, because I was having a weirder thought where, because that makes a lot of sense, where it was uh, in a little bit here we'll get the story about the the wolf that snatched the baby yeah. and then was hunted by the people. If she was having a dream if of that she or wasn't, something. If she wasn't scared because of that actually occurring in it. You know, the people chasing the wolf. Yeah. And she wakes up scared because she was warged. Yeah, yeah. And feeling that chased feeling and is still having the I think both are valid. Because like, either way, she clutches, she fell back asleep clutching needle, her comfort, her safety, her reminder of home. So whichever it was, either this... But I like yours a lot, though. Recognition of dragons being born into the world, or and just mainly, I think that would also tie into the Nymeria thing, though, as well. If like 
she's just aware because she is able to warg. She's yeah, got a bit yeah. of it, like she's aware that there's a, the a magical sense of feeling magic. Yeah. The, because I really like that whole, the whole world holding its breath. I'm pretty sure I'll have to look and I'll I'll double check it for next episode. Uh, we can talk about it at the small council, but I'm pretty sure that's one of the ways it's described. Is like the holding of its breath was released when one of the eggs cracks. Like yeah, and it sounds yeah. like the whole world shattered type thing. So. I just, yeah, no, I, was, awesome. I was wondering if maybe that wasn't the night the dragons came into being. But the next morning, when Parad did not awaken, she realized that it was his coughing she had missed in the night. She thinks. So, and this, I think, is the red herring. Because even that, like, Martin makes it seem to us, like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's what happened. But it pulls away from that magical mm-hmm. aspect. But in reality... That doesn't mean that that moment was any less magical or warging or dragons-oriented. That It's just now got a logical reason that it could yeah. be explained away. And so they had dug a grave of their own, burying the sellsword where he had slept. Yorin stripped him of his valuables before covering him up. And I like that Lamy then tosses in some acorns on top of the body. To, to so that way, tree, in yeah. hopes to grow a tree in remembrance. The bull was given his longsword, Yorin, saying that he looked like he could use it with his stocky frame. And later that night, they had stopped in a village, Yorn offering a hot meal and a bath for anyone who wanted it. Arya didn't dare, even though she was foul by this point. Yeah, the other three boys that she seems to be friends with at this point, Lamy, Hoppy, and Gendry, all do take up the bath offer. Yeah, so they ate, and ale was being passed around, and she, Arya sipped hers, rather liking the taste and remembering the times her father would let them have the occasional cup of beer. I it's So I always find... I really like the times that she does think about Sansa, not because, you know, granted, most of them tend to be kind of conflicting and negative, but the fact that she thinks of Sansa often. Yeah, she thinks here that Sansa preferred wine. Like, that was... Which makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong, but... She doesn't even say it negatively. She just... She remembers that, like, yeah, Father would give us the beer. I like the beer, but Sansa would always prefer a cup of wine over the beer. Like... That's just who uh, we an were. observation. Yeah, yeah, who we were as sisters, and it makes her sad thinking of them both. Like, and yeah, uh, it says that they're they're warned against traveling north by pretty much all the people. But in, yeah, because uh, the innkeeper starts talking and telling them that you know the countryside is being ravaged, it's all burned up. The men from the mountain clans are coming down. There's also talk of the the Lord Wolf, uh, or whatever the fuck, the young wolf, the is, young wolf. Uh, Rob Stark. At which Arya's like, oh, time to listen. Yeah, and Yorin just says, it's nothing to us. Tully or Lannister makes no matter. The watch takes no part. And Arya thinks, oh, Lord Tully is my grandfather. It matters to her. And so the innkeeper then mentions, yeah, the Stark boy is moving south. And Arya perks up immediately thinking Rob and mentions the innkeeper does that. They say he rides a wolf into battle. So we're also getting the the rumors. Yeah, which is awesome. And so talk turns to the wolves and how they no longer fear men. And that there's a great pack, hundreds of them, man killers. And the one that leads them is a she-wolf, a bitch from the seventh hell. A she-wolf, Arya thinks, sloshing her beer around thoughtfully. And then wonders if the trident is anywhere near the Red Fork where she had let It, it is, dear. It is, dear. And um, I think a lot of that comes with the... Because we remember from Bran that like as he wargs, he, he starts losing himself. But then as he wakes back up, he 
quickly, like holding sand, starts losing what it feels yeah. like to. And even actually, back when we did our Mercy reread, we discussed that her waking her up and what's what's her and what's away, the yeah. wolf and and so I think that again might allure to some of the the feelings from that night in with being frightened for no good reason with the warging like I really just like the image of like she hears a she wolf and then this little fucking seven six year old seven eight year old girl starts sloshing her beer around yeah. thoughtfully like pondering like hmm is that my wolf like and then she gives the story of it because we are you know still early in the book so he kind of gives the rehash of why she had to get rid of Nymeria right. and how she blames Joffrey for that as well and that even if it was Nymeria, she probably wouldn't know me now, Arya thought. Or if she did, she would hate me. And so Arya definitely is carrying some guilt around with that, with this wolf pack. Of, so I think just for the future, if there is a reunion between Arya and Nymeria. See, though, I think that's it, though. She just needs to see past the guilt because they have that connection where it's not even about a forgiveness. Uh, Nymeria understands what happened, but it's yeah. purely Arya's own guilt clouding her from realizing that Nymeria is okay with that. So another man speaks up that he and says that he had heard the hell bitch had walked into a crowded market, bold as you please, and had torn a baby from its mother's arms. Lord Mooton and his sons had tracked her to her lair and only barely escaped with their lives. But Arya blurts out, That's a story! Wolves don't eat babies! And the man asks her, What would you know of it, lad? And he's a man in a green cloak, and he's got sal- he's got a sallow face, and uh, he just kind of keeps harping on what what she would know about these wolves. Yeah, but Yorin kind of jabs Arya and doesn't give her an opportunity to say anything else. Do you think the man in the green cloak is anybody? No, I didn't really think about it, honestly. Yeah, because at first I was like, oh, maybe this is Jacken before, but then she walks out here in a minute. and So, yeah, no, I was just trying to see if if he was anybody. I don't really think he is either. But, yeah, Yorin grabs her, pulls her aside, and begins to shove her outside, telling her that he wants her to go get the horses watered. She needs to shut the fuck up. And she's frothing mad. But uh, as Arya heads outside, we are going to head inside and convene our small council quick with Lady Stoneheart. So we'll let you get right back to the episode. So we'll be back. What's up? It is small council time. Time to talk about what we normally talk about during these small council sessions. Just some catch-up stuff, some socials where you can find us. You got anything special you wanted to bring up? Yeah, we looked it up. There was no mention of, like, the Arya, the dragons, holding the world, being quiet and shit. But I still think there was a connection. That's okay. I still also uh, said that it was Lamy that threw acorns on top of the body, but it wasn't. It was some boy named Tarber. Tarber. Didn't really. Anyway, uh, yeah. So the uh, before we jump into our socials, I did want to mention that there's this book out that I've been reading, and it's really well done, and it's The Great Castles of Westeros, and it was released by at Sir Buckley, is what I know him as, because uh, Twitter, and that's S-E-R-B-U-C-K-L-E-Y, and you should check out that book. It's yeah, available check it on Amazon and stuff, but anyway... If you have had any interest of writing in your own inductees or you just want to ask some questions, if you want to discuss anything in particular, you can reach us all over the internet. Our email is the best place, withoutmanners 
brotherhood at gmail.com. Our Facebook, we have a group there, facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast. Zach is on Twitter. What are you on Twitter with? Kystark92? Yeah. yeah. And I'm on Twitter at Manners Without. Zach does the Instagram thing at Manners Without. And most importantly, if you like help funding and keeping this thing going alive and well as much as it is, go to our Patreon because we could use all the support we can True get. That. And we have some sweet bonus episodes there, uh, sample chapters of Winds of Winter. We plan on releasing other things soon as well, but uh, for now, those are what are up there. We're working on another one as we speak. So, for a different few different dollar out. levels, there's different tiers and stuff. So, yeah, check those out. You also get access to a private Facebook group. It's cool. All right. Well, Ari is about to have a very meaningful meeting, so we'll let our meeting conclude and her meeting start. Council adjourn. Done. They don't eat babies. She kicks a rock and it goes flying under the wagon. Boy, lovely boy. <laughs> One of the men in the wagon calls out to her in irons, and Arya approach wearily, hand on needle's hilt, and the prisoner lifts his empty tankard and says, A man has a thirst, wearing these heavy bracelets. <clears throat> he was the youngest of the three, slender, fine features, always smiling. His hair red on one side and white on the other, filthy and matted from the cage. A man could use a bath as well, he says, noticing Arya looking at him. A boy could make a friend. And she says, I have friends, but Rorge is like, I don't, I don't see no friends. None that I can see. <laughs> yeah, the bald one opened his mouth and hissed like some immense lizard. And when Arya flinched back, he opened his mouth wide and waggled his tongue at her, though it was more stump than tongue. Gross. Yeah, fuck this guy. Yeah. I feel like he bit his own tongue off. Probably. That's probably valid. It's wild. And Jack and Hagar, as we know him, continues on saying, A man does not choose his companions in the black cells. And something about the way he speaks reminds Arya of Sirio Pharrell. Which is valid. Makes sense. It was they the both. same, yet different. Yeah, because he does explain that he's from the free cities of Lothar, I believe is where it is. And so it's from the free cities, so it's similar accents, I would imagine, even if they're localized and have specific ones. She can't pick up on that kind of yeah. stuff. So he oh, said, Lorath. Lorath, yeah. He says, these two have no courtesy. A man must ask forgiveness. You are airy, are you not? And... Rorg jumps in and says, Lumpy head, lumpy head stick boy. Have care, Lorath, who'll hit you with his stick. Just being a dick. And Jacken continues on saying, This one has this man has the honor to be Jacques and Hagar, once of the free city of Lorath. And this man's ill bred companions are Rorge and Biter. And Biter hisses again at his name. Yeah, he goes on to explain how he named Biter, because Arya's like, he has a name. Like, what the hell? <laughs> but um, he tips up his cup at the end and says, you know, this man is sad. He weeps. He wishes he could drink more. And Rorge fucking chucks his cup at her. Mm. And he's like, get us more beer, bitch. <laughs> I think he calls her Pimple, but, you know, same fucking difference, because he's an asshole. Yeah, so Arya 
trying to remind herself that they're chained up and they can't hurt her tells him you shut up and thinks what would Sirio do and she draws her practice sword and Rorge says come closer and I'll shove that stick up your bunghole and fuck you bloody I don't like Rorge I don't like Rorge either and Arya thinks fear cuts deeper than swords and she made herself approach every step harder than the last and she thinks fierce as a wolverine calm as still water Sirio wouldn't be afraid and Arya was close enough to touch the wagon when Biter lurched to his feet and grabbed for her, manacles bringing his hands up short half a foot from her face. Bonk! He hissed, and she hit him hard right between the eyes. Yeah, she whacked him. So, like, this is kind of, this is like a jump scare moment in a yeah, movie, and, absolutely. like, she doesn't give a shit, man. Like, he gets half a foot from her face, those hands. Yeah, and, and she like, just leers nah. forward and yocks him. And so screaming, Biter reels back and pulls on his chains, his huge hands groping for her. But finally, he collapses backwards, blood weeping from the sores on his cheeks. A boy has more courage than sense, Jack and Hagar notices. Arya begins backing up until a hand comes down on her shoulder. And this shoulder. is the other jump scare. This is what I was <laughs> doing. She, she turns around to fucking whack him, but then you see that it's just Gendry. It's the fucking stud. All it's right, so, bowl. like, let's paint this saucy it's, picture. It's Fred from Scooby-Doo grabbing on Daphne's shoulder. is just getting out of the bathhouse. He's wrapped in a towel. Most like. He, his hair is damp and just <laughs> huskily falling down over his eyes. <laughs> And his abs are fucking dewy, moist, mm. and Arya is loving it. And he I asks, think you're loving it. <laughs> <laughs> he asks what she's doing, and says that Yorin said not to go near those three. And Arya, they don't scare me. And he says, and you're stupid. They scare me. And says, let's get away from them. Hmm. Hmm. Sexual tension. So Arya followed the bull around to the front of the inn where more of their companions are kind of sitting around just drinking and eating. And, and she she's asks, want, she's like, let's fucking box, bitch. Like, yeah. let's fucking do this. And then he's like, no, I'd hurt you. And she's like, no, you won't. Yeah, you, you don't know how strong I am. You don't know how quick I am. And he kind of laughs it off and says, you're asking for it, Ari. And he drew Parad's longsword. And he shook his head, just kind of disbelief, and says, promise not to cry if I cut you. Yeah, because he, he says, you know, it might not be, it, it might be cheap steel, but it's real steel. And she pulls out Needle, and she's like, well, this is Castle Forge, so it's even realer. So fucking so suck So I'll it. promise if you will. And she slides into a water dancer stance. But he's like, ah, shit, dog. Yeah, he's staring at something over her shoulder, the third jump scare. Yeah. And she turns and notices that some gold cloaks are riding up. And Arya thinks it, it can't be. Oh, oh fuck. Cause she thinks they're immediately, the queen has sent them after her. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and so she grabs him by the hand and they, like two teens in love, start sprinting into the woods. Yeah. No, they duck behind a hedge. As the six king's guards drew up in front of the inn and Arya thinks, look with your eyes, and thinks that his serious voice seemed to whisper to her. Calm is still water. Yeah, she draws the bull behind the hedge. Yeah, and the, the leader of the group comes up and is, are you the group headed for the night's watch that left King's Landing? And they're like, might be. What of it? We have a warrant for a certain boy. And Yorin steps out of the end, fucking Wild West style. Yeah. Chewing his sour leaf. <laughs> Who is it that wants this boy? And the gold cloaks dismount and... Uh, Arya and Gendry begin talking and she's basically telling him to shut up. He asks why they're hiding and she says, it's me they want. You be quiet. 
the fuck you mean they want and you? And so the gold cloak goes on saying, it's the queen who wants the boy, old man. And he presents the warrant out. And behind the hedge, Gendry shakes his head saying, why would the queen want you? And Yorin looks at the warrant and says, pretty, but these boys are in the Night's Watch now, beyond the reach of kings and queens. So sucks to suck is basically what Yorin's yeah, saying. Yeah, sucks to like, suck. And he's like, the queen doesn't care. She will have the boy. And Yorin's like, dude, there's laws. Like, she can't have him. That's Arya just how it goes. considers dipping. She's like, yeah, I could run, but I probably wouldn't get far. Because yeah. got horses. And the gold cloak draws his sword, and he goes, I have the law right here. And Yorin's like, yeah, no, that's not, that's not the law. That's just a sword. Happens. I've got one as well. And... God, fucking Yorin's such a bad. And the others man. in their group began picking up weapons as well. Well, well cuz first he uh the gold cloak's like, "Old man, I've also got five men." And Yorin's like, "I've got 30." Yeah, and they and all they're, start grabbing pitchforks. Yeah, cuz one dude and, laughs and who well, who's going to die first? And they they're not just picking up the weapons. They're like, "I'll be the first to die." And they're like, "No, me." No, I'll do it. <laughs> and the last one to do it is fucking Hot Pie. And he picks a rock up. And granted, he's like, I I guess I'll die first. Yeah. But, like, then Arya, because she still assumes that they're after her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yo, he's willing to die for me? Like, I'm not having a repeat of Syria. What the hell? Conscience. Yeah, so she shoved through the hedge. And- yeah, because as they're yelling at the, the group, none of you know how to fight. You don't know what the hell you're doing. And she's I can fight. I can do it. Yeah, and they kind of laugh at her, and then she doesn't really understand why they're not coming to seize her until the bull comes out behind her, and the the gold cloak sh- shoves his short sword at Gendry and says, "He's the one we want." And but they were too busy looking at Gendry. Yeah, and fucking Yorin, quick as a snake, puts his th- sword straight up to this guard's throat, and he's like, "That's enough of that. We're done." Drop your sword. You'll be taking neither. The gold cloak does after a minute of thinking, and Yorn says, We'll keep that. Good steel's hard to find on the wall. And the gold cloaks begin to mount up and scurry. Uh, he tells him, Scurry up to the wall, old man, for when I return, I'll have your head along with that boy. And the gold cloaks turn and ride off. Yeah, so they ride off. Hot Pie starts whooping out, cheering and shit. And Yorn's like, Shut the fuck up, you little dumbass. Like, but you can have the sword. Yeah, you can have the sword. sword. He tells him, it's funny, he says, don't hit Ari with it. Mm -hmm. But then he's like, they're not done. They'll be coming back. We need to to dip now. And so he gets them all worked up and ready to go and be leaving. Uh, Arya asks, because he approaches, uh, he goes up to Arya and Gendry specifically, and Arya asks why they would want the bull. Why would they want to gut a rat like you? Yeah, and Gendry asks the same, and she says, who are you? And he says, um, Gendry. So yeah, and for the first time, readers, this is the first point where you learn that this is the same boy that Ned had visited. Yeah. But obviously, we've been talking about Gendry for yeah. And so Yorin tells them that yeah, when they leave, these you two will ride in front uh, and at on the horses, no longer on the donkeys. Yeah, at any sight of a gold cloak, you ride for the wall like a dragon's on your tail. The rest of us don't mean spit to them. And Arya says, except to you, he said he'd have your head. And he says, if they can take it. They can have it. That's not the quote, but it's still a fucking fun line. If he can get it off my show, welcome to it. Oh, yeah, that's what I said. But Jorin's a badass. He's such a fucking badass. But, yeah, no, so now they got gold cloaks sniffing out, trying to sniff out Gendry. Yeah. At 
Joffrey's behest? Cersei's behest? Cersei's So then Cersei isn't the one who tried to get him out of King's Landing. True. I would imagine it would be Joffrey's, or Cersei's behest, trying to clear out the bastards. I mean, he said it was the queen, yeah. Because she would have been aware of that bastard, I'm sure. So then it might have been Varys saying, hold up, I also got a boy for you. Yeah, 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 Stark's going to the wall. But... Anyway, it was a really good Arya 2, ramping up the tension with her making it now. A chase. Oh, th- yeah, yeah, a, more of a chase than just a, a journey north. She, she's got someone, she, she's got agents of the queen and Joffrey fucking on their tail, looking for Gendry, who she now, you know, assumes likes is, yeah, and, and is she's close to, but and... also assumes they'll find out about her, which is right. a very real danger. So, you got an inductee? Um... I have a few I'd like to go with. I think I I can't help but give it to uh, Yorin. Like, cause, and not just in this chicken. Like, he's always kind of just taken that, no, I'm with the Night's Watch. He was cool with Tyrion in, uh, well, he kind of just fell back when Catelyn took Tyrion at the, the crossroads but way back could, when. Yeah, because he couldn't. And so, but he also raced down to, to inform Ned. Ned. Yeah. He saved Arya. Like, he's done all that shit. But then in this chapter specifically, like, he steps up and he's like, what are you going to do? No, 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 no. The law states that they are now members of the Night's Watch. That's well, how it's that's always a, worked. Yeah. And then when they're still trying to run their mouth, he shows how capable and dangerous he is. That's why I think like we like Yorin a lot is because at first he's doing everything for Arya and we're like, yeah, like we like Arya, but then in this one, he's doing this for Gendry. Like you're yeah. not you're not taking the boy. Like right. he's just he is one of the few people in the realm who is a decent moral guy. Like, well, and that's the cool he thing. He helps is, Arya out of the city. It's not because Gendry's birth or anything like that. It's because technically at this point, Gendry actually is a member of the Night's Watch. And yeah. He's standing up for his brother and what's right. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I like also that the line he said to the guard that when he says, well, we'll kill you, he said, better men than you have tried. Yeah. And it just, like, Fuck this dude's a just a grizzled yeah, badass is dude. Like, he's and absolutely so capable. I really liked the, when George used the words "quick as a snake." Uh, granted, it's coming from Arya's point of view, but for her having learned with Sirio and watched to apply that to him, where he just fucking whips yeah, right up behind and gets that out. sword up behind his throat. So yeah, I got to give it to Yorin this time for standing up for what what's right and what his you know his system falls under. Yeah. uh... Mine was going to be Yorin, but I'll do Gendry just for, like, I really do, as as much as I was being a fuck about it, like, I really do enjoy the relationship that's developing between them. I can see why there's theories that there could potentially be a relationship developing between them at some point, but... It, to me, it seems more sibling-esque. Like, she definitely, I think, is applying some John to Gendry. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what's more meant to be inferred than any sexual tension At or anything. At this point, I think she's so young that that's yeah, well, what that's it, 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 is... it definitely, especially after she undergoes some training uh, in the future, if they re-encounter later on. I really hope they do. They're definitely, I could absolutely see and understand a sexual relationship between the two. But it's just, he, like, you know, he's a decent kid who just like has real no fucking clue what's going on right. like all of a sudden well, he's just going it. to the wall that's why it's okay right now and then now he's got this little hothead lordlings the hand's daughter the former hand's daughter Arya this fugitive now who's in disguise as little Ari challenging him to fight like cause she's all fired yeah, up and yeah. he's just kinda like sure I'm probably gonna hurt you and then all of a sudden there's gold cloaks who are like we want the boy and he's like oh I'm just Gendry oh I just hit shit and forge shit like I just make metal and yeah so I really like the 
it, like, I don't know. It's it's interesting that Arya ends up the people on Arya's journey that she befriends, befriends, and, and like, because even I thought about giving it to Hot Pie for a minute. Cause I like, almost the way thought he, so too. He did. I mean, he well, waited until it was a very, else but did, it was a but... very Samuel Tarly esque moment. Yeah, where like it's this this cowardly you know bully kid that just fights when he knows he's got advantage. But I've advantage. got a group who yeah, is willing yeah. to fight with now. But it's, so it's also partially him too. accepting his fate as these are my brothers. Yeah, and yeah, I want that's to what join I mean. This, but like, absolutely, I, I will join this band of brothers because what else have I got? But you know, at least I've got a group to fight with type thing. I don't think he, if it yeah. was just Arya Gendry and Hot Pie on the road, he'd be like, yeah, no, I'll fight for Aerie yet, yeah. yet. But yeah, so that's Aria two. Yeah, and if you have your own inductees for that, send them on into us. Otherwise, next chapter we're reading will be John one. John we're heading to the wall for the first time. We're, well, we're going to be preparing to head north of the wall for yeah, the first yeah. time. Um, and so that's going to be good stuff. We get a lot of interesting discussion between Sam and Mormont. So yeah, heading back up north of the wall. It's gonna Please be cool. write us in. Let us know your inductees for that. After John one, we go to Catlin one, and so that will be exciting as well. Rolling right into some first point of views for the Clash of Kings. And yeah, we're loving the fuck out of Clash of Kings. So enjoy. And we're it with just us. starting. Just starting. Yeah, we're just getting the, the foundation. So Blackwater. Yeah, we're Ugh. chugging forward. Here we go. All right, join us next time for John one, and we will cut you there. Valor de Harris. Peace. <laughs>